This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by SkinandBones.ca. Do you need photos taken for an upcoming live show or a photo shoot for a new album? Do you want professional results without the hassles of worrying about whether or not your photographer is getting the right shots? Then book your next photo shoot with SkinandBones.ca today. I do it, and they even make me look good. SkinandBones.ca. Book it now. Yeah, oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, coming in you hot. What coming uh, at you hot? First of all, I see what little game you're playing here. Yeah. I can see what no, no, I see what you're doing here with this studio. The way you've got it set, this is all very posh. But and if you have a regular listener of this show, you need to know that what Jamie does is he sets you on the big white leather couch here. First of all, <laughs> I, I'm feeling like I'm going to stain it. But he sets you down and then he sets himself in a chair that is a good seven or eight inches higher than you. This is all an authoritative position. Totally, yeah. this is totally uh, Animal Planet subjugating me over here. It's so like I'm f- sitting down. I've sunk into the couch. <laughs> He's fed me a beer. Maybe you didn't know that too. He feeds beer to his guests right away. And now I'm sitting here. I'm slightly drunk. He's towering over me. <laughs> and I have no idea what's going to happen next. Oh, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't tell already, here we are. <laughs> this is Intergalactic Interviews, and this is episode 38. I, of course, am MD of the Boomsday Alliance. But some people are of the rarefied air to know me as other names, and one of those names is Jamie. Yeah. And Jamie met our current guest, Clay St. Thomas, on uh, a session for a video game over voiceovers. And unbeknownst to me, aside from being a voiceover king, he is also- (laughs) More um, like a squire. A beast. A (laughs) beast. (laughs) <laughs> a beast of many levels and proportions uh, in the entertainment community. Ladies and gentlemen, Clay St. Thomas. God, I, have, I have no way to even live Woo! up to that now. Especially, So you've put me in this subjugated <laughs> position where I'm I'm basically almost kneeling before <laughs> you here, and then you build me up that way. So now I'm, I'm confused mentally. I don't know what to expect next. I just, I just want to start off by saying I have to basically set set you down like handicap you at least one or two pegs down before I, I, I get on the show with you because because of how revered your vocal talents are in the community, <laughs> there's no way I could just jump on the podcast and just hope for the best. Like, what am I, you know, you can't just jump on the ice with Gretzky. Okay, I what have a I- question for you. <laughs> who have you talked to who reveres my vocal talents? Sir. I'd like to know the names of these people because I've never met them. There are, <laughs> I'm going to say, three comments on your IMDb profile. Oh, that are, okay. That are Is that just right? stellar. They're oh, I, see, I, I've never read my IMDb <laughs> profile, I guess. Uh, all jokes aside, you you are a very humble guy, and that obviously goes a long way in your longevity of the of uh, your career. Because of which, uh, you've been able to land so many different... Uh, like, like, if I could just throw a couple out here. Mm-hmm. You've done commercials for Ford, yes? Yeah. You've done commercials for... Uh, actually, I can't even remember the name of the company right now, but it goes, you're now free to move about the country. Is that you? Oh, United Airlines. Yeah, that's, yeah. You yeah. Did United yeah. Airlines. That's you. You've also done. Oh, you did vo- vocal work in the Mega Man animated series. Yeah. Uh, you've also done, uh, uh, as we previously mentioned, uh, you were the main narrator of the training facility in Signal Ops, which is a, a game I uh, scored all the music for. Yeah, that was fun, fun, fun. I, you know, I've never done a game to that level before, where I was brought in and did multiple characters and was kind of in there through the whole thing and doing the narrator deal. 
uh, can I go off on that? Of person? course, by all means. Uh, <laughs> right, like, you're being polite Canadian. Can I? Do you mind yeah. if I? Yeah. Clay, I brought it up <laughs> just to immediately cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you have me kneeling and confused here. Yeah. <laughs> um, the funny thing was that when the game came out, uh, I was very excited for my son. My son's 11. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the game. You know, I, I, this, it's, a, it's some shooting, and it's you know, it, it, but it's all it's very cartoony and very uh, uh, whimsical almost. It's like uh, noir. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. And it's 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 got a very uh, kind of fifties uh, vibe to it, and it's really cool. If you haven't, I'll do a, a plug for it right now. You should. Uh, Space Bullet Corporation wants you to buy a signal ops. Absolutely, and it's a great inexpensive game fun for the whole family and I, this is what I said so we fire it up I buy it I bought my own copy because I wanted to support the cause we fire it up at home my wife is standing over my shoulder as I'm showing it to my son and she freaks why over why? the uh, I get any amount of violence oh, you know we live, violence. Uh, so you know even though they're in the they are uh uh afflicted with a wound they immediately fall 90 degrees <laughs> yeah yeah totally and you know uh, and uh, gasp a horrible death and all the rest of yeah, it no yeah. so i never got to get into it with my son at all so i never really saw the finished product that at the level i wanted to that's right because i uh i, I apparently was uh, uh corrupting my son by well that game came out last year he was 11 so i'm gonna do the math here i'd say he's only you know He's pretty close to getting to PG thirteen area. Well, know? come on, now. Yeah. yeah. No, I should I should be able to do it soon yeah. for sure, for sure. Show him a few uh, Transformer films or something. Yeah. <laughs> so what well, the funny thing is, she's okay with watching the movies, but for some reason, video games are the 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 death of youth. And I don't know. She's a good mom. She's awfully protective. So uh, we have to go back and revisit that because I want to see what else ha- what else the game looked like. You know, like I was very very uh, excited by the. By the concept and by the stuff we got to do, so the game's pretty cool. It has it has a, um, as the reviews of the critics stated, uh, it's a pretty steep learning curve, but yeah. it's it's a gamer's game. Yeah, and, and that's how uh, Josh and Jacob from Space Bullet had built it, um, from my understanding, is they built it to to not really give into this um, uh, learning curve of the current market, which is right. Uh, you're you're playing a shooter on rails essentially and it yeah. just takes you along on this little magical ride and, and all of a sudden everyone can finish it because it's just a movie essentially yeah whereas you know it's not like back in the day where you actually had to have skill to complete the game and, yeah. and have knowledge and whatnot so it is what it is but um of the many uh strings on your bow <laughs> i would say uh you also are, are a very well-known on-air personality uh of a, of a certain radio program now if i bring it up are am i allowed to curse even talking about it well it depends what how many people listen to this thing you're doing here this uh, little corner of the internet we're on here i would say enough to not care but not enough to be uh, able to escape a problem if, <laughs> <laughs> if it comes up. You yeah. know, I uh, tell you what, you can swear, I'll probably be more careful than that. You're going to keep it clean. Well, yeah, why would you work yeah, blue, Jamie? Well, <laughs> this is it. This is, you know, just to, you know, because we did tweet about me coming in here and stuff. So if anybody from that happens to listen to the radio show, right? Uh, by the way, we haven't said yet. So if you don't have no idea what the hell I do, normally five days a week, I co host the morning show on 93.7 JRFM. The Waking Up Crew. The waking, it's the Waking Crew. There's no up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, trying to it's just <laughs> try to make it yo yo hippity hop. That's why I'm trying to. Yeah, good luck with that. It's trying one to of, urban it's, it up. It's one of the whitest uh, radio shows you'll ever here so that's not really going to work um so yeah i i do that five days a week and then whatever other work i can kind of get after that so yeah well i just figured i'd give you the opportunity to maybe uh you know 
throw aside the shackles of language restriction for a little while because you've been on terrestrial radio for are you ready folks uh 25 plus years almost 30 years yeah which Let's is think, amazing, no right? it's actually no it's actually if you, if you total it up i i'm giving away my age here now which no, actually, is a horrible thing to say, do on radio it's amazing that you've almost been on the radio for 30 years looking like you're 30 years old i i, I, I know it. it's really something yeah i don't know yeah. how you did this from the womb but you were very talented <laughs> it's all that placenta it's very good for the pores um i know i i started in uh in radio in 81 Wow. So it's actually, you know, the math is 33 years then, totally. Because I was, uh, I don't know, the stuff you can find online, but I, uh, this is uh, this is, this is is jury. But okay, I was in Brandon, Manitoba for my first job. I was right. in Medicine Hat for about a year. Then I moved to Edmonton. I was in Edmonton for seven or eight years. I moved to Ontario briefly. I know you're from there, but it's a hellhole. Well, I'm from northwestern Ontario, so we're actually more of central, we're pretty much the same territory yeah you see yeah. Yes, that's not the same southwestern Ontario I was in Windsor which <laughs> yeah. is just uh, yeah. those guys are aliens to me I don't oh. know people don't understand that where I live in Ontario is 29 hours drive from Toronto like that's like to put that in perspective ladies and gentlemen you could drive to the Pacific Ocean a few <laughs> times <laughs> you know yeah yeah that, that's what I'm saying like it's uh it's pretty wild so you can't be held responsible for the sins of the golden horseshoe then I, I, I carry that cross you know, <laughs> I, I try my best. <laughs> so then I was, yeah, I was in Windsor, and that's that's a horrible. I mean, I'm, if you didn't know people from there, I'm sorry, but that, what a horrible town! It's a, it's, it's pretty tough, isn't it? Oh, it's a brown, brown place. I have several. I, I lived there for a year and a half. I have all kinds of molds I didn't have before. Oh, it's geez. just, it's, it's not good for anyone. Is that from the the mean dist- uh, Detroit industry uh, across the way? You know, it was so Windsor is such a, an awful place to live that I would actually go to Detroit to get away from Windsor. It what? was The saving grace was that I could go across and be in a big American city where at least there was something going on. And that no, was uh, the era of Peter Weller, Detroit. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it was just about RoboCop time. Yeah. Come on, guys. You yeah. know how serious a comment that is? That's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when the Pistons won the, the the championship, there would be you know, rioting in the streets and fires, and it was it was an interesting. It was the best of times, the worst of times. So I was in <laughs> I was in Windsor. Uh, it for really about, was a tale of two cities. Oh, totally. Oh, wow. I lived I lived uh, in a in a in a nice little old duplex and a twenties era duplex uh, on the upper level, and I looked out across. I could see Joe Louis Arena from my living room. Nice. And the Ambassador Bridge. So I was I mean I was that close to the river and that close to a mar. To America, Merck. Um, and and yet I was still in this town. Windsor is a town of 150,000 people that believed it was 50,000 people. And I knew I was in the wrong place when, when the first couple of weeks of working there, the woman who was the promotions director of the radio station said, God, I'd love to get on with this city. Wow. The city has the best benefits package. And it occurred to me that I had never, at that point or since then, had I ever taken any job or given any consideration to what the benefits package of anything was. Right, right, right. You know, like I just, I, I just so don't care, and I've always kind of, you know, (laughs) thought I would look after myself. Thank you. You know, now I happen to have a good benefits package where I work now, but that's by accident, not because I went anyway. I think when you're younger, though, like for me at least, I, I don't, I only very recently, maybe in the last five years had that realization where i was like oh benefits they actually do cover a lot of stuff it's kind of a good thing yeah 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 and whereas before you know like like, um the reason i bring this up is because uh you've worked in entertainment for the entirety of your career 
correct? Yeah, yeah. I've never done anything else. I mean, I've been ne- yeah, radio, never... and then I, you know, later on, voiceover so, and acting. So and stuff. purely in that. So when you hear uh, someone who's in charge of promotions, and they're trying, they're supposed to be in charge of getting everyone on a level playing field with, uh, you know, the big guys out there, yeah. etc. And and they're like looking outwardly and externally for their interests. Clearly, that's not the right place. Yeah, to be. and they want to yeah. do it by getting the best union job they can get. Right. You know, and that's I mean, Windsor's a car town, so it's a union town, and that's that's I, I don't want to you know. Be careful here because Vancouver is also a very big union town. But I just never, that's a mentality that I just don't. Uh, if, you're, if you're in the entertainment industry, you don't adhere to a union mentality. This just in Clay St. Thomas is for breaking up many unions, <laughs> including the following acronyms. That's right. I'm going to grind them into my boot heel. I'm a member of several unions, yeah. but I don't, you know, it's, it's just not my. I don't. I don't see the world that way. Yeah. I understand. You know, we won't get into that. I understand that they serve a purpose and they're very good, both in the entertainment industry, the teachers thing going on right now. I totally understand. My teachers need a union. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you, so you know, this would be the addendum part. That, yeah, that would be in the smallest font at the back <laughs> of the page because the headline would already say what I said. <laughs> yeah, I know totally, totally. And then, uh, and, yeah, Clay St. Thomas recants statement immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Backtracks like a weasel. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, not that any, not anybody's going to care about that, but um, the uh, yeah, it, so that that was a horrible experience. And then I moved here in '91 to help uh, sign on the original Z95, mm. which the same a uh, different company has now revived that same frequency under the same name, but it's not the same right. station anymore. Right. Um, but I was there for six years, and I've been at JRFM for the last 17 years. Wow! In radio, that is wow. That, That's like a ridiculous amount of time at one station. It's kind of stupid almost. People don't understand that like like to have that type of longevity in the industry um that's a that's a pretty significant iron man streak in terms of, of only working one industry uh, across the board especially a, an industry that's as hard to break into as radio yeah. Uh, yeah do you ever do you ever see peers in terrestrial radio that have been able that you look and go oh yeah so and so now he's here I, I know he's he's been in it almost as long as me, almost like your your freshman class. Is there is there anyone out there who's been doing it as long as you? Um, that you know personally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as time goes on, it becomes less and less. Um, but some, you know, <clears throat> here's the thing: uh, Tara McGuire, who I worked with at mm-hmm. Z ninety five once upon a time, she did the morning show at QMFM up until this spring for nineteen years. Wow. Um, she, yeah, she'd been consistently on there for 19 years, and the way this industry goes, walked in one day, and they decided they were going a different direction, and that was the end of that run. Oh, wow. So, but, but I'm sure she feels the same way that I feel, which is that, uh, you know, anything past five or six years in one radio gig is all a blessing after that. Right. So, I would, you know, I, I, love, I love the people that work there, and I love to death our listeners. We have just the best, most loyal radio listeners anywhere. So... Um, but if they fired me tomorrow, I would take my head off, shake their hand, and go, this has been really great. I've wow, had a great yeah. <laughs> time. Because it's all been more than I expected. Yeah. So and- I will do it as long as they'll let me. I'm having a great time. But I, I also, like, if, if it ended as all radio gigs do, you know, I have no complaints because it's been awesome. It's been a beautiful ride so totally. far. Yeah. It's still going. And I think you have, like, a Cal Ripken Jr., <laughs> kind of Iron Man streak going on, so I, I, don't, I don't have any. Well, and I've been doing, there. you know, I've been working in various entertainment industries all my life, so I have no fear at this point of of being unemployed or being unemployable. Absolutely, that, I, that's what I mean. Like you'd be picked up immediately. I think well, your total time of you being unemployed would be how long it takes for you to answer the phone. <laughs> 
I, well, I would be whatever the next chapter would be. I would be okay with that. I'm I'm confident it would all work out. That's right. It would be it would be the next good thing. Whatever the next good thing is. So hopefully, you know, I won't find out about that for another uh, seventeen years. But um, I'm I'm cool with whatever happens. Now you've also been uh, aside from a, a radio host uh, for for such a long time. You you've also been um, um, a physical actor. On top of voice acting, yeah, you you've done a lot of a uh, lot of like just checking out your IMDb. It's very deep. Um, you've been, uh, I I would say, it's it's very strange that for roles that you were cast on, you you were cast in, you, mm-hmm. you were often cast in a uh, reporter type role. Oh, that's or, not strange at all. That's an, what they do with people in, yeah. in radio. It was <laughs> like. <laughs> They're like, oh, what are you doing? You're like, oh, radio host. Guess what? We have a great role for you, etc. Yeah. And, What's uh, funny is that I have been, ca- I have, I have been the reporter slash news anchor in so many forgettable <laughs> made in Vancouver TV movies. <laughs> I, I still get, I'll get messages. Hey, were you in? What's the most recent one that ran? Uh, Diary of an Undercover Wife. <laughs> there's, it's actually there's a TV movie called that. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, and that one gets rerun a lot because once every six months somebody will tweet me and go, "Hey, were you a reporter in Diary of an Undercover Wife?" Yeah, that that's one of them. So I've done. I mean, if I have I have like forty some odd film and TV yeah. credits, and about half of them are the reporter anchor thing. And I've never worked in news in my life, but that's the way the under, you know the way the entertainment entertainment industry is is they will look at what you do and go, oh, he should do the news guy yeah. thing. It'll in be spite natural. of the fact, yeah, yeah. Totally. And they I come in and I, I do a great job of the audition, I guess. And they go, oh wow, easy for you though, based on what you do. And I don't even argue <laughs> anymore because I've never worked news a day in my life. <clears throat> well, that, see, I think they they think well. Surely his duties are on the air involve reading the odd news report. Of course you could do yeah, this. Yeah, well, you know, it'll be like, fine at this. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Not not really realizing the extent of what you actually do. And I don't, at least the, I used to kind of go, well, I don't really, do, and I don't even argue anymore. I just go, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> it's all part of my history. I can do it without even thinking. Now, you were also in the film uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yes, as a reporter. That was, uh, uh, you know, Probably one of your best reporting roles, I would think, in my opinion. Totally. I, I was also, uh, but only because I know you're a comic guy, uh, I was in The Watchmen for about eight seconds. Yes, that's absolutely, that is absolutely true. And Zack Snyder is uh, one of my favorite directors of all time. Yeah. And uh, I, I think he gets unfairly labeled with stuff uh, from like Sucker Punch. and you know. Yeah, it's films. kind of been up and down for him, but he's a very, yeah. very cool dude. So did you work directly with his unit then? or was there... I actually, he was on set for the little thing I did, right. uh, which was kind of odd because normally, you know, they, they had, I don't know how many different anchor and reporter parts in that thing from, because it's spread over many decades, the mm-hmm. story, right? Mm-hmm. So they had uh, every radio person in town wound up doing five seconds in that movie. Uh, so, uh, but he wound up coming and being on set for the thing I did, which was very odd because I assumed I would just be on a set somewhere and I'd do my 10 seconds. Now, he knew the best reporter actor in the well, business was on set. Yeah, I, yeah I'm sure that's what it was. respects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was that I was, the, this news report was confirming that, uh, the, the, the Billy Crudup character, the blue guy, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, off the top here. Meta, I, I, Meta Watchmen people are screaming right now because they, <laughs> yeah. it's such a cult. Clay, I, I'm prepped with questions for you. 
Yeah, and, you sorry. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, where the, the 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 main big blue guy in the movie, the main watchman. Oh man, there's someone right now screaming. I at know. The mic. I should know this. Oh, uh, so it's it, it was the news report confirming that he exists. So it was sort of a thing that it was it was. I knew it was going to be in the movie. It wasn't going to get cut like a lot of the anchor stuff does, <laughs> uh, because it was. So Zack Snyder actually came for my ten seconds and right. gave me ten seconds worth of direction on it, and and that was the end of that. Um, so that's one of the many, many news anchors and reporters I've I've done. I'm always more amazed when I get cast as anything that's not that. Oh, what do you like in? So, uh, if if you were to be cast as something else, generally, what is it? Ah, uh, that's been all over the map, depending on 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 what kind of stuff. I've been cast as a football coach and uh, right, a cop we, and a lawyer and well, we were talking a doctor off air. Yeah, like we were talking off air about how. Um, you consider that you've you've worked so many different roles and types that you don't have one particular like you're not typecast. Obviously, we're joking about the reporter stuff. Well, I'm typecast but... as that for sure. So I guess I have that. <laughs> I can always fall back on. But no, I, <laughs> no, I no, no, no. But like, but what I, I mean is like, uh, like clearly we're joking a bit about that, and we're just breaking your, your balls a bit. But but, but what I no, mean it's is, totally uh, true <laughs> as well. <laughs> I'm okay with it. But. Uh, that you are so varied at other roles. Um, yeah, it's like not ever having been good enough at any one thing. You, uh, if I was going to pat myself on the back, I'd say, well, I'm a renaissance man. <laughs> I, uh, you you have uh, so many different styles of voice. Uh, I mean, it's it's incredible, really. Like, obviously, serious tone and delivery is one. Yeah. Um, but we champion uh, baritone on this podcast clearly oh is that right yeah I have no <laughs> idea how that started but uh, yeah, you have a, I, you know one thing I will say is you have an awesome baritone oh sir this is praise from Caesar <laughs> you can't just be throwing me awesome compliments like that I've, I, 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 and come, before coming down I listened to the last five podcasts on SoundCloud and I was like man that guy should be doing some voiceover stuff like you should have you done much work like that I've done a few uh, a few here and there you know uh, the I find that easy to believe because you have a you have a, a very natural way about you in doing this stuff obviously you're not afraid of the microphone that's mm-hmm. your, your own performing background well, I appreciate that Thank and, you. And, you're, you have a, and you have a great voice so um, you know as far as voiceover stuff goes I'm always battling against sounding too polished like too much like the radio guy mm-hmm. so because in voiceover that's death they never they always want you to they, they, no announcers for god's sake no announcers so you need to you kind of i honestly will um sometimes have to slur a little bit and kind of um like i'm, I'm trying to do it right now like i just not really um get directly on mic not attack round stuff off drop things a little bit yeah. so you can sound like more like a natural person Dot does folksy a little bit yeah as opposed to if you if you if, you, if i go like this and speak like I normally would on the radio all of a sudden you sound like you're coming out of a compressor all the time mm-hmm. you know so you naturally have that because you're just a good guy you know you're just a guy in front of a microphone and that comes across I appreciate that but I, I think in delivery if I may hmm. <laughs> if I be approached the throne for a second here, <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna kick you in the nose. I, I, I feel I feel in delivery the probably the most key thing for myself is is not to not to try and emulate so much someone else, but, totally. to, but to use what works and then make it work for yourself. Yeah, and then, yeah, absolutely. You know, right. And and that is, uh, it feels like an eternal process, to be yeah. honest with you. I, um, for my own credits, um, you know, if, if you're neck deep in credits, I, I'm about ankle deep in credits. Uh, <laughs> I, I had voice uh, over credits as well on, on Signal Ops. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was uh, two of the main characters in the game. I did... Uh, 
I did uh, uh, our, our sniper friend. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. His name's Scope. And uh, I did uh, the demolitions expert who was demo. Demolitions, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, have to, I actually have to get the goddamn game now. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. And uh, the, uh, the extent of that, I, I've also done, like I did, man, this, oh, this is almost... Almost ten years ago, but I did like a Crime Stoppers commercial. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just like yeah, yeah. a little TV Crime Stoppers commercial, and I was like, "If you or anyone you know, da da da," like I got to. I think I recognize that that voice. Tag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh, yes. That's you. Well, I, I was uh, I was at a point in uh, I was doing an internship at the local TV station. Oh, okay. And, and Kenora actually has an independent TV station. It's part of the CTV network, which is crazy. Cause wow. It's, it's a town of like sixteen thousand people, but. You can find CTV on your uh, satellite provider. Yeah, and, yeah. And it, it'll say CTV Ken, whatever, which is crazy. Yeah, know, yeah. That we have our own provider, but uh, yeah, I interned there for about six, six, eight months, something like that. Okay. And uh, yeah, part of my duties, aside from insulating the attic, <laughs> <laughs> intern was, boy, yeah, get was, up there with this asbestos and was uh, hey you, kid who just finished puberty, <laughs> come here. Yeah, we got a great plan for you. And I was like, oh, what does that entail? And they're like, ah, read this. And I was like, uh, well, okay, well. And then the mic turned on and suddenly, uh, you know, I was able to do it. Oh, that's which cool. Is, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, I I love doing voiceovers. I've, I've been often pushed into doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, with production, it takes up a lot of my time, obviously. But I've been kind of, you know, like the way we met, as we mentioned earlier, uh, I was scoring – um, the entirety of, of the game for Signal Ops, yeah. uh, which was uh, you know pretty pretty laborious and time investment in itself, um, but also trying to spin other plates. And yeah, whatnot. yeah. And and because of that, I've I've been not really able to focus too much on on uh, on doing it on doing voice voice acting. Yeah. So that being said. Do the majority of your contracts you receive is it at this point is it referral or are are you still? Um, I I would how say does that work? yeah. Am I auditioning or just getting jobs? You yeah, mean? like a percentage, like are, by referral. I mean, I would say it's about thirty percent referral work mm-hmm. based on people I know, um, and then the other seventy percent is still audition. So uh, and most of that is in town stuff that my agent will uh, call me up for and, and and go do and and there's a certain amount of I don't do a whole lot of it but there's you know, these online casting sites that mm-hmm. are just uh, just a, a, a an abyss a great pit of of darkness and despair I, I'm it's just an awful awful industry that whole thing that sprung up I have memberships in them and I use them and I have got work from them but I don't I barely even deal with it at all anymore because it's just a it's just a race to the bottom in so many ways I, yeah no I, I you know what I know exactly what you mean because uh, there has been uh, a huge influx especially in the last five to seven years where uh, people have realized there's this market for dream potential almost essentially yeah and uh uh with voice acting i totally i'm totally familiar with the sites you're discussing yeah we won't we won't give them any light here but um, but i probably wouldn't take them in too much more of a google search to figure this out yeah uh, that's where my demos live online if you you googled me and looked for my demos you'd find them living on those sites because i the moment i don't have a proper set of my own so but i mean you don't really need anything beyond what they provide anyway no totally right you know they they have on they're they're hosting anyway for what it does it does its job. For someone like yourself, your resume speaks for itself. By the time someone goes through your credits, if they're already looking for that type of personality, right. you're, you're immediately, boom, in the top 
two, three names that they're going to pick anyway, right? So, well, I, well, I, I you're being very flattering, but no, hopefully, I mean for, yeah. And well, I, these days, mostly the most of the work I do with those sites now is people who have con- who found me there and contacted me. I haven't auditioned for something exactly on yeah. there. Yeah, no, yeah, I understand. So that being said, um, there has also been uh, a lot of like music licensing sites that pop up like this yeah, that, yeah. Are, that are very much pay to submit essentially right. you know yeah and whereas in the past okay you have something to submit in your library for publishing okay well talk to so-and-so she'll hook you up with our office and that and then you talk to the program director right there and that's how you do it right yeah as opposed to now it's like okay well you have to pay the toll yeah. For every song. And you're right. like, well, what, what does this mean? And they're like, well, that just gets you in the consideration pile. And now this consideration pile at, you know, $5 a pop or whatever, if, uh, and that doesn't include membership, yeah. by the way, you know. So you, you figure out that, like, there are people, just vultures out there waiting to swarm. Well, and one of these voice casting sites, for example, <clears> I, <throat> I'm still kind of trying to get my head wrapped around it. After having become sort of the the predominant one where and it's called pay to play what Jamie's describing here right, is, is right. that you know you'll uh, you pay them a subscription fee and then they'll allow you to audition mm-hmm. so you're paying them for the privilege of auditioning yeah so they're, they're it's the world's worst kind of pimping and and That's they, exactly what they it kind is. of seem to have maxed out their profits there and they became really really uh, wealthy off of doing that because again they anybody who can hook a microphone up to uh, a, a laptop can record stuff in their basement now, exactly, right? And consider yeah. themselves a voiceover artist. And mm-hmm. lots do. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that they've got that talent pool going on and people are, you know, uh, trying to compete for the uh, 3,700 jobs that site pumps through every day, now they, they came up with another model that was sort of meant to be more um, getting the, the, the producers, the people who are, who are the voice uh, uh, seekers, mm-hmm. for them to pay it seems to be the model. So now they've got another one that, and and they're also trying to convince you as a member of this site that you should pay several hundred dollars a year and join that site as well. Which And it's clearly just, we've maxed out our profit potential on this one. Mm-hmm. We're not getting any more new signups. We've got everybody oh, yeah. suckered we can there. And now we're going to do this one. Oh, Clay, that's... You basically pulled me up a chair to that marketing meeting. I yeah. know, exactly, know exactly what you're talking about. It, yeah. it, they, they were like, well... We're definitely not going to make any more than we currently have, yeah. unless there's a huge spike in a new medium, essentially that that had needs more voiceovers, yeah. which would then you know in turn have more jobs, essentially. But to have this like separate revenue stream, yeah, just piggybacked onto an existing one. I don't know. It's smart business. I can understand it, but at the same time, for creative types, yeah, like where's the break? Give us a goddamn break. Where's, yeah, where do we get that break? And people wonder why. And you know, what? I always say this. People wonder why uh, athletes, artists, musicians, whatever, you name it, actors, they wonder why they just kind of ego out a little bit, you know, <laughs> when, when you make it. Yeah. They wonder why. It's it's these moments times these moments Yeah, uh, to yeah. the power of you, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just so much. It can be very overwhelming. And when, when you finally hit that, you know, the next plateau, you go... Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this shit anymore. And da, da, da. Yeah. someone thinks, well, you're very arrogant for that. You're like, well, man, you weren't there to understand. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that well, and, but I think I, as far as these pay-to-play sites go, um, you know, in whatever industry it is, the music industry mm-hmm. or, or in voiceover, right. um, there, I now see amongst voiceover people too, uh, there's a backlash going on 
um, about about using them. There's people oh, saying really? I I will I'm I'm not going down that road anymore because you can see that in the race to the bottom now jobs that used to be that used to pay twice or three times what they do now mm-hmm. can be cast online because they know they'll have people lining up for the job. Some of them have no business trying to audition right because again they've been so they've been sold uh, the dream dream, that they are now a voiceover artist when they're not so that's false first of all they've been they've been kind of sold something that isn't true it's a kitchen conversation yeah someone told them yeah hey you know what you're good no, you're really good. You should Seriously. do this. You should Seriously. do this. I have a USB mic right here. And then yeah, just you can do it. Yeah. And then there's people like me who sort of do it, like I don't do it regularly, but I certainly do it professionally, um, who are in the in the middle ground and there's people who do nothing but voiceover all the time. Right. And we get caught up in the same thing, but the whole in the bottom's dropped out of the whole industry. Everything's done for cheaper now because of these sites. Mm-hmm. So uh, even even the premium gigs wind up being um, um, the bottom's cut out of them. And many of those premium gigs even are going to the, the pay-for-play sites now too. So um, you can't you can't make the same living you used to on it. So people are seeing that the industry is being uh, hacked off at the knees right. and aren't interested in supporting that. No, yeah. and you know what? I At, at the uh, risk of sounding somewhat unionized right at the moment, I yeah. totally agree with that. And, you know, I, I honestly, I have a big issue with um, uh, producers out there that I, I see this all the time online. Um, same thing where producers are, uh, they're offered track dumps where you're able to submit songs very much in the way I was describing earlier. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this case, maybe there's no cost to it. But if you're submitting songs to this track dump, yeah, there are, it's essentially a lottery ticket. It's the way I always describe it is it's a lottery ticket that even if you have the right numbers, that that might not even be the winner, right? You know? <laughs> like yeah, it, totally. it, it might. You know, it'd be like, oh, that's the winner, just not this draw. Sorry, bud. And yeah. you're like, oh, thanks. Okay, well, <laughs> that's great. But uh, the the same the same principle applies in that the knees are being cut out of the industry at the bottom because there are people that have no business doing it professionally yet. Like, yeah, they're still working it out, and because they have this voice through the internet, they feel that okay, well now I'm I'm doing it, and yeah. so here I am. And by all means, I understand it's subjective, and some people it's just opinions and whatnot. But some people are really not there yet. You know, they really yeah. need to develop still as, as in their craft. And unfortunately, they're offering prices on things like production, like twenty five beats for for ten dollars. Get at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, really? Okay, I bet you it sounds like twenty five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So, that being said, I, I'm never concerned, really, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I'm never, I'm never really concerned on a, on a serious level because I know there will always be a market for Rolls Royces and and whatnot. You know, there there'll always be that elite class. Totally, totally. And, and so I, I totally, I'm, I'm comfort, I'm comfortable in that. Yeah, but I'm also not foolhardy enough to to just turn my blind eye to something like that happening and i'm like yeah you know what i don't support that so yeah there are actually music sites that i, I don't support the same thing because they they really uh, uh promote that type of thinking yeah it's not good now that said here's what's funny is i'm pretty sure i don't remember exactly how it turned out but i'm pretty sure that the way we met uh through uh josh and jacob at space bullet was i think they found me on one of those pay-to-play sites yeah and you know what's funny is because i was running the sound for that game yeah i uh i believe i actually said you know what you should just check out this site Da, 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 da. Look I'm, at all these people on I, here i think the conversation actually went i'm not if i recall correctly um 
you should just check out this uh, this particular uh, you know voiceover site, and uh, you should you should look into it because I have been because people have been telling me to make a profile, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And do voiceovers, yeah, and they go, really, do you have one? And I said. Ah well, I'm, I'm gonna get to it. I got this, then this going, da 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 da, and I never did. And yeah. then a couple of weeks later, hey, yeah, we actually did, and we found this great guy. Da, da, oh, da. so that's how because they said su- you suggested they go yeah, to. Yeah. Now that you bring it up, I'm pretty, I'm confident. I'm pretty confident that's actually how yeah. it went. I, I'm not sure why we're dancing around naming these places because if, if you've been following the conversation so far, <laughs> you, know you probably want to Google and find it. So it's Voice One Two Three or Voices dot com are the two big ones. I think I was holding out for a. Potential sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> After what we've said about them, that's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, guys, no, we're just promoting the product. Come yeah. on, believe me. My, they hear all this stuff all the time anyway. They're, they're, <laughs> then, then they, they don't care what, if people are slagging them because they're making a lot of money no, off of it. No, of course so. not. Yeah. And uh, your website, claystthomas.com, actually redirects directly. Yeah, to I used to have an actual site up and it was just brutal. So I took it down and I just redirect to the, uh, the demos on Voice123. I totally understand that. By the way, uh, Mr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. That's Dr. it. I was going to call him. It was, was gonna... the blue guy from Yeah, Washington. yeah, yeah. And now someone just breathed a sigh of relief. They're like, yes. <laughs> you you idiots. dicks don't yeah. know anything about Watchmen. <laughs> like how... You were in the movie. Yeah, you're, you're in the not movie. worthy. You're in the movie, and the other guy claims to really like Zack Snyder. Way yeah. To, way to just yeah. throw it out the window. You guys are dinks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if there's ever a segue, that's one right there. I, uh, I would like to turn our attention. Uh, to our, our viewers and our listeners for a moment. Um, we like to involve them in the show. Okay. And uh, right now I want to play something uh, that we, we don't really have a name for it yet. I don't really know. To, we're still The show is still growing. This is episode 38. So we're still growing. What do you and, mean still uh, growing? You should be awesome at this by now. What do you mean it's growing? <laughs> it's episode 38. Yeah, I'm still following. You're rocking this thing. Yeah, I, I fall back on old excuses still. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, we're still, we're new. We're new. Like, oh, really? 38 episodes? Okay, in? <laughs> and this is one of your, this is one of your all-time most popular features. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you guys are talking about it like it, you know, it, it's worth something. I try, I try to bring it up in a, in a way that's, well, I've been thinking it's like, uh, let me explain it. Maybe, okay. you, maybe you can pitch me a name. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good at that kind of. And thing. this is how you leave your mark on this show forever. Okay. That's well, okay. I, I work for a radio station, so we have to come up with handles to call every okay. piece of, piece of crap thing we All do. Right, well, it's, it's five questions. They're yes or no. They're like Coke or Pepsi. Right. They're, you know, they're one of one or the other. It's not a wrong answer, but quickness is uh, um, it's uh, it gives you a higher score. Right. And, and yeah, there's a score. Okay, score, so. you know, so I don't, yeah. Depends what, if there was a prize, you know, then it would, the, the name would be dependent on the prize. It's the Sniper 5, or it's the uh, the Bullseye 5, or it's the... Uh, uh, the oh, so it's the name of the prize? The nine, well, or the, you know, the, 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 the contest. It would, if it was on a radio station, you know, it would have the... <laughs> Ooh, the bullseye five. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the and then laser. The, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh all right, well, we'll just I, this would be like rapid fire. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. A Hit flash me. five. Okay, okay. Like, okay, here we go. Uh, question the first: comedic vocal work or serious vocal work? Oh, comedic. If comedic. I can, all the time. All the time. I mean, I would, I would love to do that all the time. You've done cartoons too, right? Yeah, yeah. some animation stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, we mentioned the Mega Man series, but what's a uh, what's another one off the top? Um, the most recent thing was a uh, I was on a uh, actually that was from Marvel uh, Marvel Knights. Sweet. Uh, I did uh, Captain America to in a Wolverine miniseries. What? 
Yeah, I was you, Captain America. You were Captain America? I was America? Captain America. I was very, I was thrilled. I was like, this is so cool. Jesus Christ, that's pretty so, awesome. Yeah, so it was fun because it, it, and here I am talking about how I like to do the comedic stuff, although that role was not because <laughs> the way he's written, you know, he's a 1940s tight yeah, ass, right? Yeah. So he's, it was, it's very all square jawed and that's right, Logan. <laughs> you know, it's all very, he's written like a bit of a. I love it. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, sir, you are Saskatchewan born. Correct? Yes, ma'am. Question second. BC Lions or Saskatchewan Rough Riders? <laughs> this is that's not even a question. Not even a question. Well, says. I mean no, it's Rough Riders, obviously. Okay. I mean, you this this I'm not even considering myself one of them as a football fan, but those people bleed green. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. People don't realize that because they're in the middle of the country, if you ever want to drive through the country, you have to actually go through there. And uh, clearly, if you want to go to your hometown at any point in time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. If you want a good time, go to a Regina liquor store on game day <laughs> and just and just watch the folks because they're not even drunk yet. And they're already outrageous. Like they're wearing they're wearing like uh, 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 <laughs> bohemian boxes on their head mm. and and uh, watermelons on their head. And they've painted their faces and they're bellowing and they're just getting their booze at yeah. that point. They're tailgating with yeah. with the uh, the fervor of uh north carolina yeah no totally her. totally yeah. and it's because you know as you as being from kenora you would know when there's <clears> nothing <throat> else going on there you cheer about what you can yeah, yeah well, and, and regina totally represent i mean I, yeah. I still have relatives there you know but there's not a lot to cheer about in regina mm-hmm. so go rough riders i mean it's huge i uh that that just reminded me uh, i'd like to give a big shout out to uh mike richards uh shout out to richie for winning his second stanley cup He's, uh, he's yeah, a uh, yeah. We graduated the same class. He's a. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, nice. He was a he was a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> he, I've uh, I haven't talked to him in probably two years now. Last time I saw him. Oh wow! About that recently though. Good uh, for you. Yeah. Well, uh, well, he's uh, he's uh, living the life. So yeah, to speak. totally. So I imagine, and uh, yeah, I bet Good you it's Canadian been a hell, hell of a few days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, very cool. Question the third, sir. Because you, were, you I, this is a, this is a, just an audio engineering, breaking your balls, poking the bear a little bit. Here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. A garage band, or Logic. Neither. Not you're moving. You moved away from. You know, I, I don't. I don't record with Garage Band. I've done a little bit of like I. I play very rudimentary living room guitar. So I've done a little bit of Garage Band stuff at home. But I don't because I don't need multi-track anything yeah. for what I do. No, I understand. Um, I use a little program written by a guy here in Vancouver called Twisted Wave. Oh, sweet. What? What's? Uh, I've never heard of this. What? Yeah, I totally. And you know, it's been championed by. Um, there's a guy in LA, a, a kind of a voiceover legend named Bo Weaver, who uh, writes a blog that a lot of voiceover people follow. And I first heard about it from his blog. And uh, the guy, yeah, he he doesn't. He's not from Vancouver, but he's moved here. And it's a, a awesome little program mm-hmm. that uh, does everything a voiceover guy needs it's uh, uh, you can add multiple tracks now I think but it's not really meant for that and it's perfect for voiceover right, it's right. completely intuitive um, it can handle all the plugins you want to use for effects and stuff and uh, um, it's just very very simple in and out and does exactly what you want it to do as a voiceover guy that's so, awesome yeah I, and that's what I use for all my stuff now that's cool I, I, I was uh Unaware that that there is even another DAW out there, a little digital audio workstation. Oh, totally! Yeah. He's got a great he's got a great iPad and iPhone version of it as well, um, and it's like the the Mac version is like seventy bucks. I've it's been doing crazy good. A lot of my scoring in uh, a little program called Reaper. 
Okay. Have you heard of Reaper? No. Reaper is developed by Kakos. Kakos. I, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but uh, it's uh, it's an offshoot of the original Acid team that did uh, from from Sony. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. It's if you're familiar with Acid, it's uh, it's pretty much Acid just with a right. different name and a different color scheme, essentially. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's very intuitive. It's very cool. And it's very cheap, 60 bucks for the full version, and it rivals, you know, Monster, like, we're using Logic to record this podcast right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Logic's, you know, in the industry for, for full-scale production, like we are talking about, that's kind of more of a, an overkill. Yeah. If if, uh, if you're doing two- to three-track recording, essentially, right? So, but... uh so essentially, this podcast—it's yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. an overkill, but it is. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. It's like um, I know voiceover people who use uh, <clears throat> Pro Tools to record their right, single right. track voiceover stuff, and it's right. like, why are you using a nuclear warhead well, to hammer that nail? So the guy said, if I was serious, I should be. I should be using Pro Tools. Yeah. It's like, well, what kind of mic are you using? Well, that doesn't matter. That <laughs> is the most important part. Idiots. Yeah, <laughs> people are pretty interesting that way. Uh, question the fourth: country or rock? Country. Country, because, uh, you know, he's been doing it for well, 17 years. Well, I, I have been doing it for 17 years, and I grew up, you know, I grew up in rural Saskatchewan, so you can't be from the prairies or, you know, anywhere outside of a metropolitan area in Canada without having some country That's right. in your blood. Um, and even in even in the bigger centers um, in Canada, you do. Um so it's not that it, it, it's not rock because, like everybody, I listen to everything and I oh, grew up with everything. Um, but if I pick up a guitar and I start to play, it sounds more like country than it does no, rock. I understand. Yeah, so yeah. Cause it's just where I'm from. And my dad played guitar, and so uh, you know, the, all that the, the Johnny Cash, George Jones, um, that whole yeah. idiom is well, really where, strong in my family. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, where does like country? stop and rock well that's it i don't even make those kind of distinctions right right? like it's it's uh you know i i love everything man that sounds like it all has value that sounds like a program director headache if yeah you know let them figure it out they'll they'll talk about it yeah totally uh question the fifth physically acting or voice acting i feel like you call it physically because it's 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 not like i'm a stunt guy who's out there when i was writing this out i thought yeah i was like yeah yeah, stunt acting if i said that then yeah no they call it it's called they call it screen acting but okay screen acting yeah jesus christ in the in the real world (laughs) (laughs) not stuff that's not just voice is what you're saying yeah yeah let me try that again. Screen acting uh-huh. or voice acting? Physically acting? You're Physically like, sounds acting. Like, sounds like porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's hard. That's hard. You know, I do way more voiceover than I do on screen stuff now. Um, and I like both a lot. Um you know, voice, I, mean, I have to say voiceover because it's what I do most of. And the great thing about voiceover is that you can, uh, you can come in looking like this any day of the week. And people don't give a rat's ass. So I mean, quite when you're not when you're cast or not cast for screen stuff, it almost always certainly for the tiny little things I do for the right. day player crap right. I do. It's completely about how you look and what else have we hired that looks like that or not like that. And what else when the scene you're in, who else is in that scene? And and if your look doesn't exactly fit with what they've got going on, you're not going to be in that project. Mm-hmm. So and that's fine, but it, it's not really about your performance. Uh, whereas voiceover is all about your performance yeah. every time. So it's almost um, pure in some ways if you think about it like the way you just described yeah, it, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Until you can get to a certain point where you're good enough as an actor and I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not I don't put myself in a in a category. I I would be starving if I was trying to work as an on-screen actor. Um 
if you can get to the point where you're working con- um, consecutively and all the time on screen, that's probably not an issue so much because your skill set will take you beyond that point. Right. But for me, I'm being cast or not cast based on how I looked in the audition. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm and I'm not really that interested in in, prim- in primping or pimping myself uh, <laughs> physically, yeah. as you could put it, uh, to make that happen consecutively. Right? I understand. So, yeah, that's all good. Uh, all right. Well, out of you, you got five out of five. I don't know. If oh, you... I actually there's actually scoring going on. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't trying to win. I was just yeah. trying to. All right. Let's go to the phones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, these next questions actually come in from our listeners. Uh, I find it amazing that you have enough listeners that they will bother to ask questions. I have uh, a, a very dedicated core of people yeah. ask questions, and then uh, we have the, the odd, really oddball question that comes out of left field that I'll be like, "Really? I haven't, you know, I, I had no idea you're interested in this kind of stuff." Yeah, there yeah. This would be. I would be fascinated to see what someone would possibly think to want to ask okay. me. This one came in via social media. Okay. Um, question the first. Uh, Clay St. Thomas, any creepy stories from on set for Exorcism of Emily Rose? No, not uh, creepy. No, because um, I was only on there one day. Right. You know, I did my little reporter thing and that was it. I think maybe because it was an Exorcism movie, was there anything kind of They're looking for wild the, going on? Yeah. Uh, I don't know no. if there's a priest in the background blessing you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And that's, uh, you know, uh, Tom Wilkinson played the uh, um, the uh, the bad guy priest. Or not bad guy, but the guy who was accused of the crime right. in the movie. Um, and he's a, he's a great actor. So, uh, you know, he got dragged past me on camera, was as close as I got to anybody famous in that movie. Um, and it was all shot in a very sunny day out at UBC. It's quite bucolic and green and lovely. And mm-hmm. you know, nothing creepy about it at all. Right. Well, uh, that's probably the most satisfying answer for me <laughs> uh, i'll let them hang out there yeah and what was uh what was her name actually who she played emily rose laura no laura linney played the act the uh the, oh, the right. lawyer right and I, I, I can't remember the name of the girl who oh, played uh, uh emily rose be deborah and dexter for oh is that right yeah she's dexter's i'm not sister. a dexter fan oh is that right eh? yeah, yeah. yeah sure. good i mean good actor but yeah she was in all the seasons from what i imagine um Question second. Yes. Uh, best way to let someone know you are professional? Question mark. And what? Uh, uh, I'm asking. I'm asking social media questions. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, uh, at this point, I usually I'm allowed to change the context. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I you know, as in anything, yeah. you know, uh, this don't don't be a dick. Yeah, I mean, don't that's, be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be be respectful and try to come wherever you've been hired mm. to do. Come and 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 prepare to do that job. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I, that sounds like I'm being flipped. But I mean, you know, that's just life in general, right? I say, Nobody. don't be late. That's that'd be my. That's a tough one. I'm, I'm, I have a bad habit of being. I'm better than I used to be. But that because that is people do find that very disrespectful. You, when you're you were late. right here at five. Uh, five I was at five. Here's at five thirty-five. You were right here five bells and a half. Yeah, was, oh good. I'm glad you saw it that way because I was a few minutes late getting down nah, here too. But, that's yeah. a, you're, you're, I, sir, I work in the urban uh, <laughs> field. Right. You know? I constantly deal with wrap o'clock. You have no yeah, idea. yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I joke about that, but the reality is um, many of my peers deal with wrap o'clock. I, I kind of become known uh, for not dealing with that kind of stuff. Which oh, good can, for you. Well, it's unique in that a lot of producers are often guilty of it themselves. Right. And uh, I, I just, 
that's uh that's a career killer for me because I, I always look at it like you know, like okay if if everyone's hardworking and everyone's the exact equal talent in a scenario like that yeah um the people that are late they fall behind in in what is an equal playing field and because it's not yeah. an equal playing field why the fuck not just try and make it yeah uh, like that all the time and I always consider things like that and that's how. That's how I... Uh, it's a good way to look at it. And there's so many people who get really, really offended by if you're late. I, I personally, because I, I have a bad habit of it, so I tend to be more forgiving of it. But I understand that people get hacked off and why is your time more valuable than mine and why are you dicking me around? Yeah, no. So there's that. you know, And just basically, if it's anything in the entertainment industry, whatever you're asked to do, go, uh, yeah, I'll try that. Yeah. You know, like of it's... Course. Yeah, I can, I, I can do that. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. And, and always be, yep. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> but I whatever totally, it is. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be like, yep. I'll, yeah, of course. Because I think we've kind of, we've kind of left this era behind of the untouchable rock star kind of mentality. You know, it's kind of looked upon as like in such a transparent society that we live in now. It's, totally. It's very, yeah. you know, like, I guess you'll always have these Mount Rushmore kind of icons that you're like, oh, yeah. can't tell him. You know, I, I work, but on the other hand, it all it all comes around to that same place of going, uh, everything's totally cool. What can I do for you? Uh, I worked on uh, a movie called The Company You Keep uh, that was directed by Robert Redford. Right, right, right. And he directed me. Like, I was doing a reporter. And he directed me in my little reporter thing. And he was so completely cool and encouraging and, and self-effacing. And I guess when you're Robert Redford and you're 70 plus and you're writing and directing <laughs> this movie, you're also the star of. You don't, why, what, what, what gain is there in being a dink to anybody? Yeah. So he was completely great to me and to everybody else on set so even for him you would think at this point if anybody can get away with mm -hmm. uh, any kind of bullshit he could yeah, and he yeah. just he just chooses not to because he doesn't have to I no, mean he, exactly it's no. kind of he's almost he's been to climb the mountain like that yeah. you can be gracious to everybody yeah it's and actually, it's totally yeah. great when you're at the summit you realize there's not a lot to be gained by kicking rocks at the people down below yeah you know? and in fact all there is is being good to people yeah, you know that's no, not totally. one of those life things but you know so why not do that every step of the way why not just be the guy who's tries to be easy to get along with clay st thomas said don't be a dick listeners <laughs> that's what he's you know to this is uh, how many trite things have we said in the last 45 minutes <laughs> this should be a little one of those little radio dings every time something trite is said Definitely. but it's true uh i was gonna say here what's uh oh uh question third uh, who is your best friend in the industry? Now, present company excluded, I understand, you know, we have a long Well, Jamie, 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 as I mentioned, um, <laughs> unleashes these six and a half percent beers on you before he opens up the mics. <laughs> so, uh... You know we call that breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so we've become very, very fond, fond and fast friends here. Uh, in the, in the radio industry or the voiceover industry or what are we talking about? Uh... Because they didn't specify. I mean, it's radio, I guess, because yeah. that's what my main day yeah. job is. Because they didn't specify, I'll just I'll I'll blanket it with entertainment industry. Yeah. So, who's my best friend? Yeah. Oh, my co-host Karen. Karen. Yeah, I've been working with her for uh, 15 years now on the show, um, and she is the she's sort of the female version of me. She grew up in small town Saskatchewan, so we see the universe and the entertainment industry and the radio industry exactly the same way, which is, I think, why we uh, get along so well. You guys have awesome dynamics. Like, the the chemistry there is pretty cool. Oh, well, thank you for that. 
Yeah, I think that's probably why we've been able to do it for 15 years together. It's there well has to be something going on there. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and that, but that's because we find the same things funny. And for as different as we are personally, which is great because we can hack on each other about all mm-hmm. those. But but we actually do see the universe the same way. And she's, uh, you know, that that again, the trite cliche about the work wife. Yeah. Karen, Karen is my work wife. I I totally understand. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, well, sometimes projects here with, with uh, you know vocalists. Uh, of the other uh, sex are, mm-hmm. are um, long in hours. You can go like eight, nine months recording a project. Right. And it's like, okay, well, here's someone I'm devoting a lot of time to. Yeah. yeah. The, the work wife. It's like, here yeah. you go. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, that, I mean, there's lots of people. Um, and certainly when you work at the place a long time, but um, if there's one, it's her. Karen will be uh, happy to hear that, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I think she would say the same thing, but you know, <laughs> that'd be, you that'd know. be uh, great if she was like, "Let's um, see." Well, certainly not. Yeah, he's Clay. okay, but not. Uh, you know, he's not first for sure. Uh, this one says here, uh, "Amongst your several, what guys? If you're gonna send stuff in, please." You got this many questions? There's a, yeah. Well, I, we have a. I don't know. That's, yeah, check what people need hobbies holy crap <laughs> <laughs> this one here uh, amongst your several several credits what is your next big move these are very vague wow yeah um they mean like in uh, they're, they're obviously talking about um freelance stuff like uh, I think they're trying to get you to break in a non-disclosure agreement or something <laughs> well uh, I actually I mean at the moment uh, I um there's a film thing in the offing. I'm I'm a, a reporter. Uh, no, what a really? surprise! What? Yeah, in um, but I, I almost don't want to say because there's uh, I, it isn't 100. percent But I, I I acted in an indie feature shot in Vancouver a couple of years back called American Mary, mm-hmm. um, by an amazing um, set of sisters, the Saska sisters, the Twisted Twins. Right. And Jen and Sylvia are uh, a force to be reckoned with, and and I actually uh, just met them in April. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. yeah. They're just they're they're amazing on every possible level. They are so talented and so funny and such awesome human beings, and they have such a clear vision of what they want to do, mm-hmm. and they set the indie horror world on its ear with American Mary, and and through the sheer force of will and and through a great movie, um, uh, created a, a worldwide buzz in the horror, uh, in the, certainly the indie horror genre right. about that movie. So I, I was I was uh, very excited to have um, what's called fifth lead in that one. I was I was fighting way out of my weight category uh, because it was <laughs> shot locally. Um, so I was like, fifth lead means when the opening credits come, yours is the fifth name that appears right, in the credits. Right. A guy like me is always in the end credits as anchor number two. But that so, info is for the unwashed masses out there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's you know, it, it means you, and it means you literally have the fifth highest number of lines in the movie. So anyway, it was a bigger part for me. Um, and I played a doctor in in that thing, and a, a really nicely creepy guy. It was just mm-hmm. a, a, a a very pleasant scumbag. What was it like? Going into a role like that after um, playing such, I would say, more squeaky clean kind of you know straightforward. I love roles. it, you know, because I I think I'd I think I would love to do that kind of stuff, but I've never really been cast as it because there you know I think there's a whole dark side that hasn't been properly exploited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for whatever reason. So I I loved it. I love it. This guy, he's. He's uh, um, as professional and and slick as can be on top. And if you if you've seen the movie, um, if if you have a chance to see it, 
he's one of Cyril Ray nasty, nasty people in the movie with all kinds of horrible uh, desires and impulses, and and he acts on them all. So uh, that was good. I, my point in bringing the story up was that uh, they are now um, because they're very smart and very talented. They are working on their second movie for WWE Studios. Mm. So Lionsgate, in conjunction with uh, with the uh, World Wrestling have uh they did see no evil 2 last year and before that's even out i'm now hitting the mic because i'm drunk uh before uh, accomplished right. b- before that's yeah way to go i'll be <laughs> slobbering all over your mic sock in a second um before that movie's even out they've been hired to direct another film for wwe studios with lionsgate uh, distributing oh. so that shows you how much how the high regard they have them in it's called vendetta and it's currently being shot here, and um, it's a, a revenge thing, kind of a crime thriller more than horror, right. which is what they normally do. But they'll they'll kill this too. Uh, anyway, so um, because they're the kind of people they are, when they saw that there was a, a news reporter thing in it, they went, "Oh God, we so cool if we get Clay to come do it." So um, they're like, "Yeah, I don't know." Does he have? Can he do that thing? The chops? Yeah. But now because they're dealing with other people's money and stuff and it's become another level of professional, they can't offer me the fifth lead anymore. Yeah. They did. have to kind of they have to kind of play more by standard rules. But they're still calling me to come do the thing and no, they were I, they've been tweeting and are so it looks like it's going to happen. So I, I, I shouldn't say that because that means it won't. Uh, but it certainly looks like it's going to happen and I'll wind up being a, on set there a couple of days. You're dealing with Vinnie K. McMahon's money now. So. Well, this is it. So you it. never really... I, I can't yeah. say anything until... Yeah. But that'll that'll be the... Uh, uh, being in Vendetta will be the uh, cool. the next thing probably. The, uh, the twins have been on my radar for uh, a few months now since I... Since you should totally been. have them come in and do this. They I would, would love to. They, they're, they would blow you away. You wouldn't get a word in edgewise, first of all, and you get both of <laughs> them in the same room. That makes and my job way easier. So yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that's good. They're so funny and so and just awesome human beings. Everyone everyone who meets them or works with them becomes part of their fan club immediately. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we also have uh, mutual uh, music uh, uh, colleagues in uh, Kevy from Kevy. I think he scored... Uh, the film. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, I, I don't know him. You I don't know, know him, but I know him. Yeah, yeah. You, you know I know him. the movie, the music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, you know if you saw him, but um, yeah, Kevin, he's a really nice guy. He works with a lot of people that uh, I'm, I'm good friends with and stuff. So Right. Yeah, he's supposed to be on the show too. Look at this. The smallest world we can imagine. Here. Yeah, well, entertainment industry in Vancouver is not that big, so. It gets tinier with every episode. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, yeah. we're good to go. Uh, speaking of which, final question here. Uh, this one says, can we get a quick live demo of your three favorite voice styles, please? Oh, okay, okay. Three, wow, see, that's tough. Um, I personally hate when people just ask me to do it. I don't you know, think I, I have. Don't I don't think I have three favorite. I mean, uh, like if someone, uh, I think what they mean is, like, if you said, uh, like, voice acting, the first right voice you go you go to like do you have a go to yeah well thing? i have several pockets i guess you know that, what, you know yeah. you can kind of do you can get into some, and one of them is very close to my natural voice which is why it's so it's if you have just a little bit more of a crack to it but he's that guy who he's an announcer but he's just a little bit of a smart ass as well <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and it works for you. Hear that? You hear that style in a lot of radio ads, right? right. But but uh, so you can do all kinds of tag stuff, and you can deliver the sale of the thing as well. But you can also be a bit of a dipshit if you need to, <laughs> you know. So it, 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 that t- a tiny little bit of a crack, and so there's that. Um, That's the right amount of condescending. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just, right you know, you yeah. know that beneath the sail line of the thing he's doing, he's <laughs> he's kind of sneering at it just a little yeah, bit. I'm getting fucked right now. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. But we both know that most of what I'm saying is bullshit. <laughs> it has that kind of sound to it, right? And people like to feel like they're like they're in on the joke. Yeah. So they're so boy, that's way more thought than you would ever give that in a session. But that's kind of what that voice is. Um, I've done tons and tons of it's kind of it, it's not sexy work at all, but I've done tons of e-learning stuff it's kind of bread and butter stuff but just real straight corporate uh, product demo or sales sales demo stuff don't place so, the bleach in your eyes yeah no totally that kind of stuff uh, um, the Ontario trucking industry uh, has been a, a, pro- a proponent of safety guidelines for the OHCP for 30 years these uh, the, the the benefits of following these safety guidelines include so it's very straight very clean um, that was uh, obviously being able to recite that off memory tells me as a producer that that must have been <laughs> one hell of a session I did a lot of stuff for those people I, and I used that same that same that same pocket that same tone I uh, I wonder if it's still up I don't know if they took it down there was uh, an Austrian dental company Again, found me online that was wanting to, they wanted to be the online portal for dental information. Okay. So they, super people, they, those Austrians are just, I think it's all the beer. They are the <laughs> nicest people going. Um, but they wanted to create videos. If you wanted information on any kind of dentistry, they wanted CheckDent was the name of the site they created. Right. And they wanted CheckDent to be the, uh, the, the YouTube of of uh, of dental videos, mm-hmm. so um, for every possible dental outcome or procedure, they wanted a video. So I did months and months from my home studio on an ongoing basis. I would do you know twenty or thirty of the video voiceovers a week using that same tone, right? Um, of oh, what kind of stuff would it have been? All kinds of technical dental terms, but uh, um, um, you know. About about root canals and about um, periodontal um, disease, periodontal all of this sh- shit. Um, <laughs> but and it's very clear. But what they liked about, and especially being Austrians, and they wanted it to be international, a very clear, precise, um, uh, specific, and articulated way of speaking things. Very very important to them. You would think, well, anybody who does voiceover can do that, but the kind of I have a voice that sort of cuts through. Like I've been, my wife gets so frustrated with me in restaurants oh, because I, she'll be lower your voice constantly. Like, I'm just speaking in a normal speaking voice, but people can hear it in the bathroom. People tell me all the time. They go, "Stop yelling at me," and I'm like, "Man, if I was yelling at you, my you, wife says that all the time. You're and I'm yeah. not. I'm not yelling. Yeah, you I'm would not. know if I was yelling. Yeah, at you. yeah. totally. <laughs> the thing is that if my kids ever get lost. Like I, if they're if they're we don't know where they are around the house. Mm-hmm. I just have to bellow, and <laughs> they can hear it from three blocks away. So anyway, that's a long involved story, but uh, a lot of e-learning stuff. That's that very clear, specific stuff. And if there's a third one, um, geez, what would I say? What would I say? Uh, I used to be cast a lot. It hasn't happened recently, but I was did a real wave of goofy dad stuff. Like uh, like what? Like give me an example. Uh, just kind of uh, uh, okay, kids. Are we uh, ready for the big road trip? Oh, I got some great music. Check this out. You know, I'm kind of just like, you know, there's the whole, it's a really, it's a soul-destroying thing in advertising right now that it's been going on for about 10 years where dads are, are the biggest idiots yeah. in any commercial, right? Yeah. Like the, the, the adult males yeah. are just like, the, people, the rest of the people in the commercial can barely stand how stupid they are. It's, uh, it's the Homer effect. Yeah, totally. That's what but it is. every every er, certainly a married man and a married man who has kids becomes even stupider. Oh, yeah. So there's a whole market out of playing kind of. Oh, I had no idea. 
you know, the, wow. those kinds of guys. Yeah. Well, oh, I guess they, I guess you're right, honey. Um, do you mind if I go in the basement and play Xbox now? Yeah, this you whole know, uh, yes, dear. Yeah, I told yeah. that. So the, I totally understand. Yeah, there's a, certainly a market for that too. And again, I don't. <laughs> I, I without any judgment, like whatever the gig is. Yes, I, I can do that for you. Sure. Uh, I, I I wanted to say I appreciate you doing that right now. That, that was uh, <laughs> one of my favorite parts so far. I have to say that was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you know what? Uh, that pretty much brings us to our end here. If uh, people wanted to follow you, Clay St. Thomas. Oh could, yes. How could they follow you on Twitter? Would it be possibly uh, at Clay St. It, Thomas? It's actually at Clay St. Thomas. I haven't come up with a, a, a crazy nom de plume for Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> use Google Clay, or enter Clay St. Thomas in the Twitter search engine. You'll see that. That was a nice use of nom de plume. Oh, you know, I try to throw that crap in whenever I can. It was sound, a top-notch sound fancy suit. like that. It was a 500 points. So did we really do, when we first sat down, I said, your podcasts are an hour. I said, how are we going to fill an hour yeah, with We're actually crap? a little bit over, but uh, I didn't notice because we were having a fantastic time. Me either. I, uh, Kudos to you. I appreciate that. You can always uh, go check out several hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of demos of, of commercials and, and all types of audition stuff uh, that has garnered this amazing career we've been talking about for this entirety of this podcast at claystthomas.com. It'll take you right to the profile. You check out those demos. You listen to that and tell me if you don't recognize this man's voice. He's all over the map. On some of those things, yeah, you probably hear, have heard some of them, I would think. And uh, if people want to follow me, you can always follow me on Twitter at MD underscore Boomsday. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, the same place, if you're into pictures and stuff. Or you can email me directly at Jamie. J-A-Y-M-E at amprecordsco.com. Uh, that being said, of the many, many, many feathers in your hat, sir, one of which I have learned is actually amazing parody songs. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this whole episode with uh, an amazing ditty, and I'll let you go ahead and intro us in. Uh, we we do a, a number of things for the JRFM morning show that are parody stuff, but this was uh, right after. It was funny because uh, I'm trying to think how did it, how did it go down. We were waiting for Mike Gillis to be fired. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh no! Wow, I can't even tell the story properly now. It's one of the few jobs you can laugh at a man's demise and be like, "Oh, well, yeah, you fucked it up." Yeah, no, I didn't know. But no, the song I had, I had written a parody right. to "Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy" by Big and Rich, <laughs> uh, which is a big country anthem of the last ten years. Yeah, um, and it's it was a it was dance it was filler. What's that? It's a dance floor filler. Oh, totally. It's got a big thump, and it's basically, it's it's a goofy, it was the first country rap song of the whole, the kind of subgenre that's come up now. <laughs> that that hip, hip hop thing, they call it. Uh, <laughs> um, and we had we had written it, I had written it as uh, Save the Canucks, Fire Gillis, because everyone was named Gillis to get fired. <laughs> nice. And as we were recording it, that morning he got fired. Well, that's the beauty of timing. So I'm like, oh, crap. So no, you can't say Fire Gillis in the damn parody because it, oh. So we had to go in quickly and rewrite and make it Save the Canucks Goodbye Gillis, which doesn't quite have the same scam, but whatever. So anyway, this is the uh, the parody that came out of that. And in the entertainment world, we call that a segue, ladies and gentlemen. Very rough segue. It is what it is. <sighs> but uh, Can uh, I take the leftover beer home? Oh, of course. You're Thanks. more than welcome to do so. And maybe one day we'll be able to say the name of it. And then we'll be able to uh, maybe get some. Money Don't give for them that. a plug until you get the, the I'm sponsorship. Not doing that. Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm. I'm keeping this one wrapped up. This isn't no uh, you know voiceover site. I'm going <laughs> to keep this one wrapped up a little bit. But uh, I really want to thank you for coming down and doing this today. I really appreciate you giving us some time. You are a busy man. You're up at fucking 
3 a.m. for all I know. And it is 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, you're up yeah. at 3 a.m. every day for 17 years, and you're <laughs> you work nonstop. I don't know when you sleep. Probably never because you're in this crazy business of ours. Yeah, but uh, I just want to say thank you very much for coming in, sir. Oh, thank you, you're, Jamie. You're uh, sorry. Guy. MD Boomsday. Oh yes. You're so, it's so funny because people who have these awesome entertainment industry names like Twisted Twins, the Sasuke Sisters, right. or MD Boomsday, it's got such swagger to it. And you're such a pussycat of a guy. Like you're just <laughs> this this great guy that you would just want to you want to you want to give him a noogie and come here, you bastard. Yeah. So and, and yet you have this swagger in the in the hip hop industry. So uh, thank you. <laughs> I it was I, that, I just I knew it would be. It was a great time chatting. That is the uh, highest compliment I've ever been paid. <laughs> And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, Clay, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to these folks? Goodbye. Here's Save a... Uh, see, I've, I screwed it up again. I, I can't drink <laughs> You're and You're an amazing host. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll give you a mulligan for 17 years of goddamn work. It's called Save the Canucks. Goodbye, Gillis. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. I'm glad the Aquilini's part the bum. It's official now. The Canucks will not be a playoff team as they lose 3 nothing and are mathematically eliminated from postseason contention. Well, in 2011, the Canucks still have mad skills and it kills and it chills us. But how the boys have gone downhill. Gillis has been crowned the clown. And everybody's feeling down in this town. He's gearing up to lay the blame. Cause we're sound about Coach Totes. He was supposed to make us gritty. Our defense is a farce. And the power play is shitty. Really wish we could suit up that old stud Linden and the fancy. Save the Canucks, goodbye, Gillis. Everybody says, save the Canucks, goodbye, Gillis. We're afraid the trades that Mikey made hardly seem like an upgrade. Gave up two goalies, but holy moly, really got nothing to show. The new guys are fine, but sort of fourth line, having ourselves a Bo Horvat time. I'm just saying, that's not as far as I thought we'd low on go. Now the evaporation of our goalie situation feels like a damn castration. It's all wrong. So we put our faith in Eddie Lack and hope he's not some Swedish hack. I'd pray to the ghost of Orland Kirtenbach if I thought we'd win a cup. Now it's off to the golf course, man, it really is a pity. Finish down here with the flames and their fans are so damn lippy. Really wish we could suit up that old stumbling them and the fans say, Save the Canucks, goodbye, endless. Everybody says, save the Canucks, goodbye, Gillis. Puff, puff, save the Canucks, goodbye, Gillis. Everybody says, save the Canucks, goodbye, Gillis.